Hey everybody, Ken here. As you know, I'm a professional mascot and as one, need to be in good shape. I used to box, I even trained with a professional boxer to keep in shape. However, then I discovered kickboxing. Let me tell you, kickboxing really is an amazing full body workout. My friends over at Total Fitness Kickboxing lead me through a high intensity workout designed for every fitness level, where you can burn up to a thousand calories all while having a blast. It really is a good time. It's like they're hosting a party, almost. Classes are 45 minutes long and they are over before you know it. So if you're bored with a regular treadmill meathead gym, check out Total Fitness Kickboxing. Your first class is free and the memberships are way more affordable than you think. Check out Total Fitness Kickboxing at totalfitnesskickboxing.com for a location near you. Total Fitness Kickboxing, where I hit the gym harder. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for, the podcast. Is this the famous Wayne Jordan? <laughs> I don't know about famous, but absolutely, this is Wayne Jordan. Infamous. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm, welcome I'm to Between the Fur. Thank you, Ken. Let's cue the intro music. Welcome to another edition of Between the Fur. I'm your host, Ken, and it's Mascot Talk. Between the Fur. Hey, today we have Wayne Jordan, who used to be the Atlanta Hawk. What's up, Wayne? Oh, not much, Ken. Glad to uh, talk to you this morning. By the way, what was my intro music? I think it's something like, here comes the boom, or, you know, here comes the boom. Or here comes the boo. <laughs> no, not boo. <laughs> oh, 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 my gosh. No, boom. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got enough of booze that during my time doing mascots. I don't need more of that. Uh, <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> Haven't we all? Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, uh, I got to say, first of all, I got to tell everybody that uh, Wayne and I go way back. He was the, he was the trigger for me. He's the one, he's the reason why I got in the league and still in the league because uh, he actually judged my tryouts. Uh, Yeah, that's right, Ken. But you know, it really wasn't a a judging process. There was... (laughs) It was one clear person, and that was you, and and it didn't really matter who was there. It, everybody would have chosen you. Uh, I, you had to- I appreciate that, man. Well, it, going through that process, man, I was so nervous. I was. I got. I got to tell you, um, I didn't even know. I didn't even recognize you there. I didn't know anybody. There was there was a couple faces like like Don Johnson. That's that was his name. Is his name Don Johnson? He worked for uh, the team at the time, and he uh, – I remember him being there and, gosh, one or two other people maybe, but I don't remember you – I honestly don't remember you being there and because I was so nervous. It was just uh, a, a, a horrible uh, experience for me, but <laughs> I had a good well, time you, anyways. Yeah, you did great, man. You, you were awesome, and, and you were destined for greatness right there from the very start again. It was – it was so obvious. And that yeah. was in 1990? Is that right? 90. 90. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's almost 30 years ago. <laughs> I know, man. I know. Can you believe that? Still man, going. You were such an old fart, man. 
<laughs> yes, yes, I am. I can tell you that right now. By the way, I feel waking up this morning. <laughs> but you know uh, what? Uh, doing it all these years has kept you young, Ken. Oh, uh, it has. It has in a lot of ways, yeah. And uh, uh, chasing my kids around. and, and uh, I mean, what all- grown man dresses up like Halloween every day of the year for 30 years? <laughs> I know. I know it's sad. I play dress up for a living still at 52. You know, I tell everybody, and, and you know, I, I always enjoyed the anonymity of, of the character. And people would always ask me, what What do you do for a living? And, and I simply would tell them, I wear red pantyhose and work at night. <laughs> and was that not true? That is so true. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> hey, I got to tell you, though, the, 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 uh, when I first got hired, okay, so uh, the uh, the team said, okay, we're going to send you out to Atlanta to uh, train with uh, the Atlanta Hawk, Wayne. Right. And uh, so here I am, this young 23-year-old, and um, Wayne, you're just like five years older than me. So it, it was uh, it was kind of fun I, going out there and – not knowing what to expect, really not knowing anything about the NBA, let alone the Atlanta Hawks. Okay. Right. So, right. <laughs> so I get out there, we immediately go to a game and all of a sudden here's this grown six foot four. How tall are you? No, I'm not. I just seemed big at the time, Ken. I've actually <laughs> shrunk to about six one, but you know, so. <laughs> okay. Well, here's this large man, much larger than me. And a grown man putting on these red tights and sitting around in this locker room and uh, just talking like nothing else. Like he's got, like it's another day at the office. Here he is, legs crossed, red pantyhose, and these big old bird feet. So funny. I was dying. I, I just, I had to just, I was thinking to myself, I remember this, thinking, this is so weird what am i it was so it really is i mean if you take it out of context i mean it's really a bizarre thing a grown man no shirt red pantyhose and bird feet you know yeah it was Uh, great though but you know what honestly though i remember watching you going this is the best thing in the world this i i am so excited to be doing this now you really got me fired up honestly i'm sitting there watching you control this crowd run around that flopping beak and everything and you putting it over people's heads and um, doing skits that just I were right up my alley. You had people rolling and I just I, I was eating up every second of it. Well, I appreciate that, Ken. You know, the thing is, and uh, I tell people all the time, it was because I loved it. I mean, I enjoyed it. it I didn't really even care what the fans, I mean, I did, of course, but you know, it was just the fun of doing it, man. It was, I don't know, I, it was my passion at that time, you know, and you know this. You know how that yeah. feels. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why I'm still doing it, you know. It's like nothing for me, nothing else, you know, fills that uh, that need and that that uh, creative outlet and things like that yet. So and, and, you know, created opportunities, Ken, that, that we would just never had. I'll tell you one time, I... And I just got to tell you this. I don't know why this stuck yeah, in no, my head, but stories, man. I was, I was doing appearances. You know, we did tons of appearances, man. Back, 
back in the uh, late 80s, early 90s, I mean, we were doing tons of appearances and, and just not real long things. But, you know, so there was a Saturday. I'd do four or five appearances one day. And one, one rainy, rainy Saturday, I was out doing appearances. And, you know, one of the things that was so important to me, Ken, and I know it's been important to you, is that I never showed up out of character. I always went into the event in character. So they never saw Wayne Jordan. They only saw Harry the Hawk, you know, and that right. was very important to me. Just like with Disney, you don't see the people who wear the costumes. It, it's the, you know, uh, you just see the character itself. Anyway, so it was raining. I dressed in my truck one day. I ran in, did my appearance. I get back out and I'm driving down the highway to my next appearance. Now I'm taking my shirt off because I'm soaking wet now and I've got my, uh, you know, my red pantyhose on my bird feet. I hit a, I started hydroplaning in my truck and I started doing 360s on this four lane. I went all the way around and went into the median. Didn't really hurt my truck, but it scared me so bad that I jumped out right in the middle of traffic and I realized all I'm wearing is red pantyhose and yellow bird feet. No shirt, nothing. <laughs> And I'm standing there in the middle of the of the freeway with just this <laughs> old. And, you know, I know people are looking like crazy. So I go, oh, my gosh. I jump back in my truck. I take my pantyhose off my bird feet. Now I'm butt naked. And people are coming up going, sir, are you okay? And I'm like, oh, 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 just a second. I'm, you know, I was. <laughs> <laughs> How I ended up butt naked on the freeway, you know, but I didn't want I don't know which was worse, the red pantyhose or being naked in my truck. Uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, oh, just, my gosh. Uh, you know, classic. those. How, how do things like that happen to us in daily life? They don't. Really, it's only a mascotting does crazy things like that, you know, that happen. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Nowhere else. Nowhere else would this happen. Oh, I mean, I was in a nursing home. I was in a nursing home one time. You've done these appearances, man. And, you know, it's not really your audience, but, you know, it's more of a charitable thing. And it was fun. I enjoyed it. This old 85-year-old lady sitting in a wheelchair, and I'm in there just, you know, playing, interacting with her. You know how you do. Yeah. And next thing I look up, this woman has ripped her shirt off, and she's shaking it right in front of me. And I can't get anybody's attention. And she's doing a, a dance right there with no shirt on or nothing. You know? and I, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, that has never happened to me either. Oh. <laughs> I've never ended up on the highway naked after yeah. a wreck and never had an old lady take her shirt yeah. off. Yeah, yeah. Well, it wasn't <laughs> a pleasant experience, let me say that. That wasn't something I looked forward to, you know, ever <laughs> happening again. Of course, at my age, I guess, it, you know, it's getting closer to that. So, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sorry, man. I didn't mean to go off on a tangent. Oh, my God. Oh. Uh, this oh. interview went sideways fast. No, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that's, uh, that's where it was but, so much fun. We got to do things that. You know, oh, just it's so just so random, fun. just so yeah. random. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, yesterday, I was dancing on a table, having a dance off with a high school kid in the lunchroom, in front of two hundred kids. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, yeah. I won. Yo, oh, I'm sure you did. I'm oh sure yeah. Did. As soon as I well, dropped see, down and did the splits. Yeah. <laughs> I used to tell people all the time I couldn't. 
I didn't know half to I didn't have to know how to dance. I only had to make people think I knew how to dance. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. If those kids at that school yesterday knew that there was a <laughs> and by the way, this was in Aurora. Now Aurora has some uh let's you know, it's 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 more of a diverse they know how to dance. Let's put it this way. These kids know how to dance. Yes, let's put it that way. Very good. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, if they only knew that <laughs> that it was a 52-year-old little old white guy, yeah, <laughs> that, that, that they go up a different. Exactly. Exactly. But, gee, that's the awesomeness of this job is yeah. that you can be so anonymous and there's no – there's no color barriers. There's no nothing. The only thing, you know, and that's where I used to tell people too, you know, the great thing about this job was that one, you get stressed out at home, you get stressed out in rush hour traffic, you get stressed out, but then you get to your job and you get to exercise for 35, 40 minutes and sweat all that stress out. It's such a good way to put it. And, and when you, when you put that head on, you you actually take on, for me anyways, you take on that character. You take on what people see, and so that's right. Yeah, that's right. So, so all of a sudden, you're not you anymore. Your 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 troubles, your worries, and all that stuff right. just go out the window because you're that other character. And that's I know right. that, that kind of sounds like a little bit of a you know crazy escape type of you know scenario. However, it works, and I'll tell you, oh. I've I've told people over and over and over, hey. It's same, very same thing. When I was at, you know, going through some tough times in my life and, and uh, divorce and, you know, uh, uh, you know, children, you know, battles and blah, 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 all that stuff. Right. When I'd be really having a rough time, man, thank goodness I had uh, this job. Thank goodness oh, I, had a, I had appearances that I had to go to and, you know, and like you say, get the endorphins going and, uh, and, and, and have some fun. Boy, I tell you what, afterwards, I'd come out of that having a, a whole new outlook on my day. Well, this is the other I, thing about it, Ken, and you know this. People smile at you, and they laugh at you. See, you're getting, you're getting nonstop, even though you're inside that costume, and you're seeing this, and it's coming into your head, but all you see are smiles, and you don't see the negative uh, part of life. I mean, because for that few minutes that you're interacting with someone, they're having a great time. And so as a result, that goes in your head and you're just getting filled with good feelings. Yeah, that is a very good way to put it. I mean, I it's, that. you know, you don't, you There's and I, like it. as we go through our uh, every day, we go into what Target or whatever store we're going in. People don't smile and laugh at us nonstop, you know? And well, they see me, they take one look at me and they do, but. <laughs> 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 I was looking at the funny little old white guy. Yeah, see, that's the not right there. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what though? Is well, I, they I look at you. To... Go ahead, go ahead. Now, when they look at you and they see a little Tom Cruise, is what they say. Shoot, now it's like Ben Stiller. <laughs> 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 oh yeah. Well, ben Stiller in Zoolander. That's who that's that's who they think <laughs> I am now. I love that so, movie though. It's great. 
Oh, it is. It is. So, um, so I, I got to go back to something real quick. You said something that that uh, maybe remember that uh, when I started. Okay, there were some key things that you taught me, and they, they they're not huge things, but I've passed them down actually. And one of them is well, first of all, yeah, the anonymity is key. Okay. Luckily, I've got a vehicle now that I can change in and things like that. But there were right. times I hated it at first. Oh, man, I'd, I'd have to walk in, you know, f- find the person. Uh, right. I didn't have an assistant right. back then. I'd have to right. walk in, ask right. for the person at the front desk. That was my contact. And then, right. and then you know, go in and, then, you know, and, and uh, they'd say, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just come on in here. Um, oh, uh, excuse us, everybody. Um you know, they'd say my name right there. Um, right, they'd say right. who I am. So and so's coming right. through, and uh, I'm not saying who I am because we're just. Well, I just don't put this on this podcast. I'm trying to keep the anonymity still, but right. at the same right. time, so yeah. So I'd get introduced to like three or four people. Oh, hey, Joe, can you uh, can you step out of your office for a minute? Uh, you know, uh, he's got to he's got to get dressed. And right, so, right, I mean, right, yeah, right. so it was awful, awful back then until yeah. I got an actual yeah. vehicle, I got an assistant right. and things like that. Right. The other thing is, is uh, right off the bat, you told me don't ever, ever dress in a bathroom. <laughs> I remember that. And I'll tell no. you what, it, that right there oh. has saved me so many times. <laughs> I just, I mentally made a rule. I drew a line. Right yeah. then and there, I'm like, "That's right," because <laughs> you said, "Because you you said, look, it's not just the cleanliness; it's not just the the you know putting your clothes on the ground and 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 right, right. you know and, and that type of situation. It's also uh, a standard. It's also right. You're, right. you're you're representing right your team, the logo. Exactly. You're representing yeah. this brand. You don't come walking out of a bathroom." Yeah. You yeah. Know? So, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you you really helped me set a standard and and set my well, bar. You. So, you know, thanks for that. But, well, I you you set the bar much higher, Kim, than I ever did. But uh, anyway, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, we now um, how okay you we were talking the other day about um, and, and by the way. Um, for everybody listening, Wayne and I, we were talking the other day and uh, my son, you know, he knows I do this podcast. He was sitting over there in the car and he's like, stop, stop, save it for the podcast, save it for the podcast. <laughs> and so, cause you can't just go back and, and uh, recreate these uh, conversations. But I do want to ask you about how you got involved with my team. Well, that's real interesting. We, you know, I was working for Ted Turner. I mean, I'm going to really show my age, but I started in 1986 and Ted Turner was doing the Goodwill Games in uh, 1986 and 1990 and, uh, or 1988, 1990. And so uh, because Turner, Ted Turner owned the Hawks also, uh, the management there at Goodwill Games uh, asked me if I would help them with their mascot program, which was called Unitas, which was a really cool program. And we did this all over the United States for two years. I mean, almost every weekend. It was just, it was crazy. 
And so through the grapevine, your management heard about this, this program, and they asked a guy named Tom Sapp, who designed your character and, and tons of characters. I mean, Michigan State. I mean, I could just go on and on. I mean, Tom has done an unbelievable designer, hands down the greatest I've ever known. And anyway, so Tom got invited to design your character. And uh, Tom asked me to come on and just help get the, your program up up and going. And uh, I didn't do a whole lot. Basically, just found you and you took it over, um, you know, which was divine intervention, <laughs> if, if anything. So, <laughs> you know. No, I, I think uh, – so, hang on. So, um, Tom Sapp, let's go back a little bit. Tom Sapp really – I got to get him on here too because he he he's oh, affected yeah. the uh, the mascot oh. world like no other. In fact, oh, yeah. I love the I love his design uh, yeah. of my character because I can do any kind of emotion and it comes across immediately. Oh, yeah. I can I can yeah. the, the 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 way I can express myself through that character. Gosh, it's a it's it, it's because I think ninety five percent of it is because of the design of it. So, um, but anyway, no, it's, so, it's not that much, Ken. It, it's the personality inside that. But if you, if you start with a bad, you know, uh, costume design, it's gotta be one that number one, it's gotta work for the, uh, for the performer, you know, I mean, and, and that to me is the first thing and yours does your costume really, really works for you, but it's also got an incredibly animated look. Yeah. And, that that came from Tom Sapp. Yeah. Oh, I tell you what, the the two things that I struggled with right off the bat with with that design. <laughs> first of all, it was the shoes. Right. Because it had it was like wearing um, flippers. Right. right. Uh, I, I wore them for I think two games, and I uh, I told my management I, I I can't wear these shoes. They were right. huge. I couldn't go upstairs. Yeah. Right. And and they were like, well, could you go up backwards? I'm like, yeah, right. No. Okay. So right. I'm going to go deliver yeah. a pizza up into the stands backwards. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so yeah. anyways, I got rid of those right away and we, we redesigned that. And then uh, the tail, holy cow. I had a tough time with that tail at first, but now, right. now, yeah, it's my, it's my, it's kind of my signature. So. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, it's another tool in your tool chest of, of antics. Yes. You know, your oh, tool, yeah. your tail. Yeah. Yeah. So um, now how much, how much involvement did you have with Carl Shear? He was managing uh, right there. Yeah, not, not a whole lot. He, he wasn't. Uh, Tom did more of the interactions with Carl. And uh, so mine was very limited. Okay. Okay. So cool. Yeah. Um, I, rem- I, I got to tell you one thing about Carl Shear. When I first started this, now we're, we're going way back. We're talking about how. You know, <laughs> I first got into all this and uh, uh, and the beginnings of, of all this. And gosh, we were both young back then and everything, too. So um, I tell you what, there was one time, though, that uh, Carl Shear, uh, I was probably five or six games into into my career. Uh, maybe even a little bit more. Anyways. So. I had done these skits that I had done in college so far. I was just, I was just pulling on what I had already done. Right. And so I remember planning this big skit. I, I, you know, I built this 
all these props and I, and I, I, I worked on this big deal. I, I was so, you know, excited for this skit that I was going to do. And, uh, I won't go into the skit cause it was really, really dumb, but <laughs> I, <laughs> so I remember doing this skit and there was, a, you know, he knew that I was excited about it. He knew that I was pumped about it or whatever. And I remember coming off the court, just crickets. It was crickets. And I kept running off the court feeling like, okay, that really did not go the way I planned. And as I come off the court, I'm running back into the tunnel. Here's, here's Carl Shear standing there. Now, Carl Shear, just so everybody knows, is like the godfather of the NBA. He actually started the dunk contest. Here in yeah, Denver wow. in 1976. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. David Thompson and Julius Irving were his. Yeah. So, anyways, he's got his arms folded. I'm running off. I run off past him and he doesn't even really look at me. And I'm like, oh, crap. The next day, I was called into his office. I'm sitting in front of him in this, I'm feeling very small in this chair. in front of his desk and he was very he was a very calm guy uh soft-spoken but he looks right at me and he goes ken this is not is not college anymore this is the n b a step it up oh wow yeah i was like and that was it He's like, thank you for stopping in. Oh, my gosh. Wow. I got up. I walked out of there, went to the restroom, dried off my pants. <laughs> Probably threw up. Uh-huh. Threw up. <laughs> so I, uh, after that, I was like, holy crap. you know. And I called you up. I remember calling you up saying, I, I need to help. I need I need some skits. I need, yeah. So from, from then on, I actually relied on you for uh, a lot of things, a lot of uh, creativity. And I remember having some good just brainstorm sessions with you and everything, and w- which were mostly me reaching out for uh, desperately for some, uh, you know, a hand up, <laughs> a little help there. But, uh, man, you had some great, great ideas that actually have still carried on through this whole uh career of mine and on to others throughout the league so like what i'm talking about is uh some of your skits like the dancing ref you came up with that and i use it forever i still oh, use it. we all did and we all did yeah, yeah. and so um people are that was back it. i i was doing that i want to tell you who i got that from was a guy named dancing barry now i know you don't remember this guy uh-uh. but dancing dancing barry was back in the early 80s and he traveled. He's one of the first guys. And he was literally just a guy that would travel around the NBA and he would dance in the uh, upper decks. And so I thought, you know what? And so he came in one time. This was like in 86, 87. And we we did a, a bit on the floor with him dancing. And uh, it was it was so well received that then we came up with the idea of using a referee. Now, back then, too, the referees were very, uh, you know, easy to to deal with. And the NBA had not 
yet shut down some of the things that we were doing. Yeah, know? they had no clue so, what, uh, uh, right. yeah, at that point, what influence we could have. They had no clue of, of, uh, of the entertainment value and, and things like that. And it was just kind of all, uh, it was a free-for-all back then. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, there was only probably five guys doing mascots in the whole NBA when I started. Yeah. You know, there, there was the Phoenix Gorilla. There was Wes uh, Lockard was doing it down in Miami. Uh, I mean, there was uh, the Philly Fanatic. Of course, he wasn't in the NBA, but, you know, he was pretty popular at that time. Uh, and then, of course, the chicken, you know, and, and that, that was the things we, we pulled from. But, you know, talking about a lot of these skits, a lot of them developed a lot differently. For example, uh, the mind reader skit. You remember us doing this skit? Oh, yeah. No, I was about to bring that up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know how that started? Uh, that started from uh, using uh, mistletoe uh, during Christmas. We, you know, and this was in the 80s now. I would take mistletoe on the end of a huge, long fishing cane pole and hold it over people's heads in the audience, of course, trying to get them to kiss. And I think, honestly, I think this is where the kiss cam originated. That's exactly where it came from. And, you know, back then, we didn't have video. There was no social media. There was no... It, there was no even video uh, boards uh, in the arenas. Heck, there was still, and, uh, there were still eight-track tapes. <laughs> back when you started oh my gosh well <laughs> you're right dude there was and that's the way we recorded you know yep. uh we would look at our stuff uh and uh but yeah so i mean the mind reader skit that came from uh from that mistletoe and and i honestly think you came up with that idea i don't think i came up with that idea i used it but uh, I'm pretty sure you're one of the first people that uh, used the mistletoe skit, too. Yep. Well, I got the mistletoe from you. And then I think mind reader. I think we both came up with that. And, yeah, there's one. By the way, there's one that I'm going to uh, – one of the bits with the mind reader skit uh, that I've never been able to do, <laughs> obviously, Uh but I think you and I came up with this. I think you actually came up with this. Uh, but I've always wanted to do this. I, want, I always wanted to put this mind reader thing over a, an old lady's head uh, sitting courtside and have her say, have it come over the sound system saying, wow, look at the package on that guy. And then, <laughs> and then have a UPS guy come walking across the court with a box. <laughs> I think that was your idea. But, uh, well, you know, back then we could get away with that stuff. You can't, you can't go oh, away. Oh, there's no way now. There's no way. Yeah. Yeah, but we had, we had a lot of fun with that. You know, but I learned uh, early on with that skit, too, was that most comedy that we did well, it had to be at a fifth grade level or below. And, you know, it had to be uh, understood very easily. That's the reason we came up with the, with the thoughts, and I think you and I almost simultaneously did this, was we learned that, like, fart jokes were absolutely hysterical. <laughs> you know, you would hold it over a referee's head, and instead of him saying something, it would just be a big fart, and people would... <laughs> Just go nuts. They, they fall that was out. The funniest thing. Oh yeah. One but, time, and I go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish. I, I gotta tell you this though, because you taught me this, and this was 
I mean, in my career, maybe the funniest thing that I've ever experienced was you and I were in Dallas with a bunch of other mascots and, and we were in the dressing room and we're walking out of the dressing room and, and they had given us a couple of escort seats just to go to the court and back. And we're walking down the hallway and I'm right behind you. And all of a sudden I hear this, <laughs> man, you, but you didn't do it with your mouth. You, you actually farted as loud as I've ever heard in my life. And 10 people surrounding us were looking at you and I'm like, I think I fell down on the ground. I was laughing so hard, you know? <laughs> and from that point forward, I tr I took every chance I could to fart in public. <laughs> in costume, that is, okay? Not out of costume, only in costume. <laughs> right. right. Oh, there was nothing more fun for me inside the costume than to get in the elevator at the arena going up to one of the suites and have 10 people in the elevator and just ripping one in front of all of them, you know. <laughs> and then looking at my assistant, like, you know, important to him, like, he's the one that did it. Uh-huh. <laughs> you have to. But thank you. you. That's that's the highlight of my career right there. You taught me how to fart in front of people. Well, I'm so glad that I can have such a, a deep influence on you. <laughs> <laughs> But we learned that sometimes you didn't have, you know, keep it at a at a really low level of comedy. It, ours was mine was a lot of slapstick. I mean, I I know that was what I was best at was was slapstick. Well, and um, that's what I really focused on. Well, you know what is is you also told me early on another lesson that I learned from you. You told me right off the bat, um, keep it simple. You are dealing with just just picture. And like you said, you know, fifth grade level, that's exactly what you told me right off the bat. You're like, you have to keep things very, very simple. If they have to think too much about it, then it, it, it's dead. Don't yeah, do it. Absolutely. You, know, they, yep. you, you cannot and you can't use too many words. Right. You know, in, in, right. in your skit, like or, you know, right. the announcement or whatever. Right. Um, so unless they're reading it, if they have to listen and, and all that, it just kills a lot of, uh, of the energy. So, yeah, absolutely. And they can't follow it. Yeah. Right. So, right. but then you, you know, you really took it another step and, and with, with you, you were, you were hands down the best slapstick guy in the league. And I mean, you really work in, I'm not just saying this, but then you were able to develop other avenues too. I mean, you did a lot of repelling, you know, you did a lot of, uh, uh, of course, the slam dunk, really, you took it and, and really ran with that well. Um, of course, I don't know how you're doing it at 53 years old now. 52. You 52. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. Hey, I have to tell you one. Uh, one uh, this uh, just came to mind. Um, another fart thing. <laughs> I I, I'm, I I'm probably, probably going to go back and edit this out. However... <laughs> So, uh, speaking of farts, I was, uh, you know, this, this goes back to Matumbo. So, here I am out in McNichols Arena, and I'm standing next to Matumbo at... Uh, Dikembe at during, Matumbo. Dikembe Matumbo. Okay, yep. the legend. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I used to stand out there during the uh, National Anthem. Right. And uh, so, I'm standing next to the team. 
I turn, everything goes quiet for the national anthem. I didn't think he was gonna anybody's gonna hear me, but I just I just ripped one. And <laughs> the team just started busting up right before the national anthem. <laughs> uh, like, oh crap, that kid and so so, uh, so the next game I'm standing in the same spot standing right next to the team and the you know they introduce the national anthem and uh, everything goes quiet just before it starts anyways my uh, Dikembe turns and he goes hey he goes no fault in this game (laughs) (laughs) he was he was a play for one but you know what Ken um, no one played with you as well as Charles Barkley did over the years oh man hands down he he was the best and you know what I, I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna be interviewing um, uh, Robin Lopez here soon oh, but wow. one of the things that I love that, that I want to bring out is that there's certain guys in the league that get it it's entertainment Right. This is all entertainment. Right. He, it, when it comes right down to it, it's just entertainment. Yep. Okay. Yep. And so Absolutely. Charles Barkley understood that. Better oh, yeah. than anybody. Better than anybody. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, he, Robin he Lopez loved is doing some mas- of that stuff now, but. Yeah. Yeah. Charles loved mascots. I mean, he played a lot with me, too. I mean, it was, we did a lot of interaction, but nothing got the publicity. I mean, you, you were all over the, I mean, all over media, and this was really before social media. Uh, imagine what it would be like today. Oh my gosh, yes. Uh, oh, yeah. It. He he was awesome. Uh, there's there's he I was. got some stories about him. Yeah. I mean, one I'll just tell you right off the bat is uh, I, I, you know, he he did some stuff. He knocked me out actually. He knocked me out yeah. uh, during a game um, where I didn't realize he was left-handed. <laughs> right. So I was over yeah. there taunting him, and I uh, I was like, "Come on, man! You know you're not so big, you're not so bad, whatever." And I was drawing the line on the court, you know, like cross that line, come on. And he's like, "Finally, near you know, in like the fourth quarter, he comes walking over, and he's like, yeah, 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 come on, man.' He's like, "It's all good, you know. Look here, <laughs> let's shake on it, let's shake on it." Yeah. When he puts out his yeah. right hand, yeah, with yeah. his right hand, he pulls me in just as he swings at me. Boom, clocks me in the face. And, I mean, I went down. The next thing I know, I I, I have the referee in my face. Get off the court. I'm like, oh, okay. He thinks you're playing and you're you're knocked out. I was out. So I actually went back in my room and uh, take off my head and, and everything. My face is completely covered in blood. Oh, my gosh. My nose was bleeding. My uh, my my tooth was loose. My lip was bleeding. Oh my gosh! Wow. And I, you know, and <laughs> I, I got the shaking lower lip there, like, <laughs> <I'm>, you know. <laughs> and uh, so the very next uh, time that they came to town, I decided I'm I'm taking this on. I'm taking him right, on. Exactly. I had no yeah. idea if he was playing or not, but I was like, you know what? I'm building on just on what happened. So, oh yeah, yeah. So, oh, yeah. so I made this huge poster, huge, uh, and, and got on my stilts, and um, I walk out there, and I've got uh, I've got boxing gloves on, 
I'm on my stilts. I had this huge poster uh, that I had just taken a spray paint and put on there. I had drawn a big chicken in spray paint. Oh, my gosh, yeah. With a number 34 <laughs> and then an egg behind it, you know. <laughs> and uh, I go out there during uh, – uh, it was first quarter break. I go out there, and I, I drop this – I'm standing away from their huddle and everything, but I drop this sign. So I, I, I roll it out on my stilts, and it went to the ground. It was huge. And, uh, like, number 34 is a chicken. Come on out here. So I dropped right, that, right, and I'm, like, right. drawing a line in the sand with my stilts. I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah. He comes out of the huddle, walks over, jumps up in the air, and clocks me in the face. Oh, my God. Spins on me. Stilts. On stilts. <laughs> yeah, so we were eye to eye. And I'm <laughs> nine feet in the air, and he clocks right, me. Right. And I spin and just drop. Boom. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I, I had padded everything except my wrists. I don't know why. I did. Oh. And so after the game, I'm icing my wrists in this bucket. And he walks into my room, and he's like, he's, uh, he's like hey, man. And I, I, I pull my hands out of the bucket real quick. He's like, you okay? <laughs> I'm like, I'm good. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, yeah. that was fun. I, yeah. Oh, he would, you know, and he, I interacted with him a lot. He would actually leave the huddle while they were talking strategy to walk out on the floor to interact with the mascot. Yeah. You know. He, and he, I mean, could, and, and he's the only one that could ever get away with that oh yeah no they and and no one ever said anything to him he just did it but listen that's what made him awesome uh for us uh and and like you said he understood that this was entertainment yeah and he was awesome at that class act yeah 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 (laughs) he would sit before the games and, and and he would sit before the games before he actually had to go get dressed he'd just sit in the stands and uh, and chat with people, you know, doors would open. He'd just be sitting there. He'd sign autographs. He'd chat with people. He'd take pictures, whatever. He just, you know, just chilling in the in the, in the stands with people. You know, a few rows up, and uh, right, yeah. So, great and, guy. I tell you, another guy you would never believe, but I actually interacted with on a fairly regular basis, uh, and he was he was uh, willing to do it. Was Dennis Rodman? Oh yeah, yep. Um, you know, I was I was there when he got pissed at a cameraman on the side of the uh, of the uh, the uh, uh, sidelines right there, and he went and kicked him right in the crotch. Dennis Rodman did. So of course, the next game, I show up with you know catcher's outfit on and taunting him to try to kick me. You know, but you know he was really good natured, and and a lot of people didn't get that about Dennis, but he was actually a a, a really really neat guy uh, off the court. Yep. We did a few things together as well. And, and you know what? One thing that uh, I'll tell you about him was his warm-up before the game. It was really interesting. I've never seen this before or since. He actually had a volleyball. Yep. He'd be back in the, in the back with a volleyball, playing volleyball against the wall. I, I never saw him do that. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. But yep. I don't know. So um, – so now I got to tell you a little bit more about Wayne before we wrap this up. Um, Wayne is not only a, a creative master, uh, but he's also an entrepreneur, uh, a family man. He's got a, a, a grip load of daughters and uh, he, um, 
Yeah, he's been a successful businessman, and he and I also went catfish bow hunting last year. <laughs> we did, and I was shocked at how good you did, man. Matter of fact, I think you shot more fish than I did. Well, yeah, they were all little ones, though. <laughs> no, they weren't either. You, you did pretty awesome, man. Yeah, it's it's one of my new fun things to do now that I don't uh, – work at nights all the time i can uh we go bow fishing a good bit during the uh, warmer weather yeah well i'll tell you wayne has been really a uh, an inspiration for me he's been an example um and you know he has gosh taken life by the horns and you know you've had your own helicopter uh you've had uh your uh, huge uh, uh rv uh, dealership and i mean i i don't even know all the things you've done but i mean these are the the glimpses that i've got and then we uh a few years ago uh honored you at the mascot conference so you got the lifetime achievement award and up in seattle that was a well, that was yeah awesome. thanks thanks ken i know you spearheaded that and i really appreciate that it, uh great memories you know i enjoyed it 18 years that's all. That didn't even seem like a long time compared to your fifty-two years of doing it. <laughs> <laughs> now, what? How many years are you at now, Ken? So uh, this is my 29th season. That's crazy. Yeah, with this team, and that, but that that doesn't wow. count. Uh, that's not counting. Uh, yeah, I actually started in high school in 1982. In my wow. junior year, 1982. Wow. And uh, then I went to a junior college and then uh, Utah State University. So, wow, wow. Now, did you, um, is this, I mean, did you just really know this is what you wanted to do coming out of college, Ken? Yeah, and and I've explained this in a couple other podcasts. So, whoever's listened to this, um, you know, it might be a little bit repetitive, but I'll tell you what, is, is in high school, I actually saw the San Diego chicken. Right. So, and it's funny because I've, a lot of people don't know the San Diego chicken now. Uh, but back right. then, right. oh, San Diego chicken. If you knew anything about sports, you knew the San Diego chicken. And anything, yeah, absolutely. He was the he was the standard. Yes. Yes. And all of a sudden, he just exploded on the scene, and he right. was ever he traveled the world. Uh, yep. You know, just being the chicken. Yep. Anyways, but I saw him at a Stars game in Vegas, and his entrance was landing on the field in a helicopter and then diving out, yeah. like doing a belly flop onto the grass and crawling away. And I'm like, yeah. at that moment, I was like, that is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. And yep. I, I do know. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, from then on, I, I started uh, study. I actually at, at the next game that he was at, because he did, I think, two in a row or, you know, people would fly him in and have him do, you know, two games in a row or whatever. And right, so right. he, uh, so that the next game, I was there that next night and I actually took notes on not what he did so much as how he did it. Yep. And, yep. you know, what made him, uh, I just explained this to a college mascot the other night. Literally, I said, look, I learned this from the chicken that you never right. stop moving. Right. That's one thing right. I wrote down on that little notepad. I yep. had never stopped moving. Even if you're taking a rest, right. you're still in a stance. Right. You're still wiggling, wiggling your fingers. You know, you're, you're making that little head turn that makes people think you're, you know, absolutely. Yeah, you're it, looking at small, small things. Yep. Yes. 
Yeah. That's funny. I didn't know that you did that, Kim, but you know what? I did the exact same thing. I went to numerous uh, minor league ball fields to watch the chicken. I would record him and I would write down notes. Uh, and I did that probably 10 times. Amazing. Amazing. The guy had a lot of influence. I mean, he really could command the crowd. And Boy, I tell you, though, I met him. He came to a game my very first year. And I went into his dressing room. I was starstruck, if you can imagine. Oh, I, no, I, I had the same exact thing. Okay, but uh, go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. And, and I went in his dressing room, and the only thing he looked at me, and he goes, don't you ever do any of my stuff. <laughs> and, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know. And, of course, I was this young guy and very impressionable. And, and I just said, oh, uh, yes, sir, you know, uh, you're awesome. And I, I think I walked out. But then I said, you know what, I'm going to do this. But <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be that kind of person out of the costume. So, yeah, uh, and I, had, but, I, I agree. I had the, almost the exact same experience. They brought him yeah. to a game, two games in a row. And yeah. uh, I, I, I went in and talked to him and right in front of my boss, actually. So my boss and I were in there and he goes, he turns to me and he goes, oh, so you're the one stealing all my stuff. Oh, he did. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, wow. What? Yeah. And I was like, so yeah. I was just like, it was like he just slapped me in the face. Yeah. And I was yeah, like, I know. Oh, I know. Okay. Yeah, I walked yeah. out of there, but my boss goes, you know what? He's like, you haven't stolen any of his stuff. And believe me, you're going to be bigger than him. I was yep. like, oh, thank you. you. you are. <laughs> but we do have to credit him. And, and you know, I really, him and, and I don't even know if you remember this name, but Henry Rojas. Oh, yeah. Who was the uh, Phoenix Suns. He was the original Phoenix Suns gorilla. Oh, and, uh I mean, that was before Bob. Yep. And, and um, I mean, that guy was, I mean, he, he really, him and the Philly Fanatic and, and, and maybe even Wes Lockard really set some, uh, some standards for us. Yeah. Wes could, walk, could work a crowd. Uh, he had his own little style and with that big fat costume yeah. and, and things. And, yeah. and uh, uh, Henry, yeah, he started, I'd love to get him on here too, find out, uh, you know, his, his uh, his story, but never heard from him since. I bet he's I bet he's sixty five, sixty eight years old. Um, you know, I mean, this has been a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, but you know, and and one of the things I remember that I learned from all this was that there were two ways of entertaining. One where you did the meet and greet, where you actually shaking hands and and interacting one on one, and that was so so important in developing your character. But then the second was doing things where you could grab 15,000 people at the same time and entertain them for two or three minutes, you know. Yeah. And so both of those were really important ways of doing it. And, and Henry Rojas really developed that. He developed both of those, and that's what I got from him. Yeah. You know, and a lot of guys, after, after I got in, and uh, after a little bit, it, it, the mascot thing exploded, okay? And, and yep. all of a sudden, every team had to have one. And it was uh, – but I think there was a rush on, uh, on mascots, on these people. And it was interesting. I was thinking before this interview, 
when you and I, uh, like, when you and I started, it was, hey, let's get an entertainer in here. Right. It became, after that, though, let's get a gymnast in here. Right. That's right. Right. In the 90s, that's the way that, that developed. Yeah. And but I, see, that, that's what made you unique, was you were able to do both. And there were so few guys that could do both well. And you could. <laughs> well, uh, how's the saying go? Uh, yeah. Uh, I, what's that saying? I'm, I'm spacing it right now. Master of none, whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can do a lot of yeah. things, but I'm master of nothing. So uh, I don't know, man. You, you, were, you were just awesome at both jobs. And, and that, to me, was, is, it made you, I mean, not, not just to toot your horn here, but really made you probably overall the, the number one mascot that's been in this league ever. And um, I tell people that all the time, you know, but it's only because of me that you got that job. Okay. So, <laughs> so <laughs> giving credit where credit is due. <laughs> just being I real. I saw the talent. Just keeping it just, real. <laughs> uh, no, but, but that, that's just, I mean, in Denver, I mean, you are the, <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I just hope they fully realize, and I, I think they do. Uh, what a contribution you made, not just to that team, but to the whole city and, and develop that, that character. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, I've just had a lot of fun, you know, just going, 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 because I just love exactly. it. I just have a lot of fun with it. And, and yep. uh, yeah, we've got, we've got, you know, Wayne and I have, uh, I don't know, we just clicked right off the bat. And uh, we've, you know, even been we, – Gosh, we've seen each other, what, how many times in the last 30 years? Three? You know, like literally, <laughs> you know, hung out yeah. like three or four times maybe. And yeah. um, But, heck, whenever we get on the phone uh, or chat or in person or whatever, it's like, uh, you know, we've been best friends forever. And, and uh, so we have a good connection there. And, and we kind of think alike. So, uh, But yeah. you know what? Real quick before I – Hey, hey and we're both, we're both pretty guys too. Well – You know, I mean, we're – we're both good-looking guys. That helps. Well, that's true. That's true. That really does help. <laughs> <laughs> I don't look like Tom Cruise or Ben Stiller, though. But you, you know, but still, <laughs> I don't know. You got a Flip Wilson thing going on there. That uh... <laughs> uh, it works for you. Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, anyways, you know. Um, yeah, I we should probably wrap this up, but man, we could go on forever. We got some, we, you know, we got some good stories and uh, got a lot of history here and everything. Um, yeah, man, I'll, I'd love to have you on again. In fact, what we got to do is have a bunch of bunch of guys on here um, all together. I want to get you, Wes. Uh, I want to get uh, oh, and get Tom Sapp on here too. Absolutely, yeah. And we got to just have a big old yeah. conversation. That'd yeah. be great. I, I think that would uh, that, that would be very interesting. At least for us, it would be. Yeah, <laughs> that's all that counts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I sure miss you in the league, and I'll tell you what, it was really a struggle when you left. Uh, for me, I know we were still bouncing things off each other, but you you know, I knew your you know your mind was on on other things and um, you know building an empire out there in in Atlanta. But uh, 
you know, I really, uh, I really missed you and still miss, I mean, heck for a while there, we still, um, for a while there, we kept, uh, kept in contact. I'd still bounce things off you and everything, but, um, you know, I think you were a, a, such a creative and, um, a unique character that, um, I don't know. It was a, it was a loss when you left. So that's what I'm trying to say. Thank you, Ken. Well, thank you. I appreciate you saying that, but you know, um, I appreciate your friendship. Yep, yep. We'll, we'll, so, we'll be friends the rest of our All life. right, man. Well, hey, let's wrap this up. Uh, you guys have been listening to Between the Fur with Wayne Jordan. The uh, the uh, we, Were you the original Atlanta Hawk? No. No. Actually, I wasn't. I was the second. Uh, but uh, only been about a year, year and a half before I, I took over. And, uh, and then... And then, and really, there was, you know, we. I did not know it, that. It had not been I did not know that. at all. Huh. So. Well, so you're the originator. Yeah. We're just going to call it that. So. <laughs> all right, man. Well, hey, we I appreciate you being on here. I uh, appreciate your friendship. And gosh, take care. And we'll talk to you soon then. All Bye, right, brother. Talk to you soon. Love you. All right. See thank ya. you. Bye-bye.